Good evening, everyone. A blessed evening to all, and welcome to in my shoes. Today is a historic on the podcast. And you'll find out why in a bit. But today on the show, I am very happy to introduce to you Mr. Kobe Young. Kobe as a 35 year old who was born in the island known for its pepper pot and cassava bread, home of the gold green, yellow, black, and white, Ganyana. Today, Mr. Young resides on another Caribbean island, Trinidad. He's here to tell us how his transition was from Guyana's culture to Trinidad's multicultural heritage. Could be good afternoon. Good afternoon, Chester. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being being here. How are you today? I am good. Had a long day at work. Um, So, apart from that, I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Okay, let me just say that. When recording this episode now, but it is actually going to be out on the last Thursday of February. So, firstly, tell me how was life in Guyana? Okay, life in Guyana. When I left, um, it was nice. It was. It's different to here. It was. It was nice. Um, meaning, I mean, that's where family was. So everything yeah. was there for me. I knew how to maneuver myself around the um, around the country. Um, we would have at the end of the year 
there's something that they call Main Big Lime, <laughs> which it's on a street that they call Main Street. Um, yeah. You can equate it to probably Frederick Street that, that is here in um, Trinidad. And you would see persons that you haven't seen since, what, primary school, even nursery school sometimes. You see them so, on Main Big Lime. So you know, it's like a family reunion. Yes, it's like <laughs> a big family reunion, but just call it a country reunion because, like I said, you see people from since you used to go to primary school and, and, and stuff like that, and you catch up with people, and it's like, it is so big that they can't have it on one day. They normally have it over the period of a week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, so, and I know in Guyana, yeah, it's a multicultural country, pretty much like Trinidad. Tell me what was your culture there. culture in Guyana. Okay. Um, no, in yours specifically. Oh, mine. Yeah. Um, mine would have to be dealing with the African culture, basically. But what I was going to see is that in Guyana, because we have six different people, we never really focus on one culture. So, uh-huh. to say that I I would resonate more with the African culture more than the East Indian or the Amerindian culture when I lived in Guyana. I, I never had that type of a segregation. Everything was like one big thing altogether. I'm Elton Pot, kinda. Yeah, I got you. Um. As Ganyan, so because it's one big thing, again, any religious holidays, cards, then at one culture. You know, like in Trinidad, we have either Fatifa, no, that's Muslim. We have Indian arrival day, emancipation for the Africans. We'll have Chinese arrival there. Is there anything like that in Guyana? Yes, there is. Um, again, because we have six different peoples, we celebrate all those things that you have, that you spoke about. We celebrate Indian language, Diwali, Pagwa, um, 
Hold on. about that new all this meeting is actually taking place on zoom that's how it's an historical event in my shoes but could be you were explaining to us the um, the fun festivals and how they tie into the cultures of Guyana. Yes, I was saying that just like Trinidad and Tobago, we celebrate all the major um, cultural events. Uh, we have Diwali in Papua, uh, we have the month of Ramadan, we have Christmas, we have Emancipation, um, we have we celebrate the First Peoples as well, which are the Amerindians. So yes. again, because it's a land of six people and it's multicultural, we remember to celebrate everyone because it's one people, one nation, one destiny. That's our motto. And ours is together me as Panya, together me as Yes. Um, could <laughs> um, what schools? The new attendant Ganyana. Um, I honestly can't remember my nursery school, but I went to St. Gabriel's Primary. Then yeah. I went on to East Rhineville Secondary. Then I did an open campus course. And I also went to the Government Technical Institute where I did civil engineering. Alright, um, so tell us, uh, um, is Guyana poverty striking most people would know, but Guyana is actually a South African country is Guyana poverty stricken. Um, Guyana is the only English speaking country in South America. Oh, and I wouldn't say that Guyana is poverty stricken. Um, in my personal opinion, I just think that in the years past, they had poor um, governance, persons who don't know how to use the 
many resources that Diana has, the many minerals. Yeah. Yeah. The yellow on the flag actually represents the the wealth of the country. Uh, you know, um, there is gold, bauxite, diamond, sand, uh, sugar, all these things, all these um, materials that they have that, you know, can generate real income for them. But it's just poor management in, in years past. So I wouldn't say that it's poverty stricken. I just think that it needs better management. Uh, and, um... Give us a little insight on a day in the life of a Guyanese. <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, the day in the life of a Guyanese. Again, that would be dependent on the geographic location of that individual. For example, if you live in what we would say town or the capital, yes. you wake up in the morning, you um, do whatever it is you have to do around the house, have your breakfast, you head off to work, you do your normal eight to four shift, you take a, we don't say maxi, we call it minibus. Okay. And, uh, you take the minibus, you come back home. If it's a case whereby you live in the country and you're into like agriculture and stuff like that, your morning starts very early. If you have to um, allow the, the sheep, the goat, the cows, every all the animals to go out, and then you go pick up the chicken eggs and stuff like that, you tend to the farm animals. And if you have uh, things that you're planting, you deal with that. Then late in the evening, the animals start to come back for themselves. If at a particular time you don't see them, you know you have to go get them. And you go, and that's how country life is, from what I can remember. But it's not much It's not much different from um, life in, in Trinidad, to be honest. I saw, um, I, from your answer, I would gather you go up in the country parts of Ghana. I was born in the country parts of Ghana, but I actually grew up in, um, in Georgetown. However, because I have family that lives in the country, you know, during August vacation, your parents would tend to, you know, send you up that side for the, the two months or month and three weeks, however long it is. Yes. You know, to have a mixture and, and a well-balanced life, you know? Yes. Really nice. I could <laughs> that. Yeah, you said you go up and the country one word you call that part of the island um that part of the country you call it burbies we don't really refer to guyana as an island we refer to it as a country so the part of that country would be burbies that's where i grew up Okay, 
an mir abputzen, sei auch mit mit sechsten Männern so magenfabrik an man comeback mit talk about Mr. Young's transition to Trinidad and what transpired human and after that this is in my shoes Mr. Young would you like to tell the audience we'll be right back? Sure. Okay, guys, we'll be right back. <laughs> Short and sweet. Welcome back. Everyone, I'm Chester Scooby. This is in my shoes. Could you tell me, people? Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for staying tuned. Yeah. So, um, Tell us, how come you live in Trinidad now? Um, so, as I said before, I did civil engineering. Yeah. Um, that was the last thing that I did in Guyana in terms of school. But my heart's desire and passion was to become a... Uh, designer, clothing designer. Yes. Um, I had my first fashion show there in Guyana, but at that time, fashion was not, like I needed more, I needed a little bit more exposure, and you know, I wanted to rub shoulders with other creatives. So um, I decided to take a leap of faith, and I left Guyana, and came to Sweet TNT. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you made me blush. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us why, why Trinidad, why not the Americas or Barbados, Barbados has uh huge fashion industry why not why Trinidad? Um I didn't choose to go first of all to anywhere north, um meaning to the US or Canada or anything like that because I believe in the Caribbean aesthetic. I believe that it's one that is very sustainable. I chose Trinidad and Tobago because of 
its culture basically and carnival which we all know is the greatest show on earth yes you know? like, yes the greatest show on earth and you know coming to trinidad and witnessing carnival for the first time the color the spectacle the everything that goes along with it um yeah those are things that would inspire any any designer so i i i think for me because i love color i love you know flora fauna and all these spectacles i think that's why i chose trinidad and tobago okay um well, what I want to know is, um, have you ever met McFadden? I know he's the, he's a well-known carnival costume designer in Trinidad and Tobago. Have you met him before? Yes, uh, Mr. Brian McFarlane. Um, when I came to Trinidad, I can't remember how many years after I was introduced to him and I started to work at his mass camp. Um, and we have had a professional and a friend relationship from since then. Um, yeah, and I honestly learned a lot from Mr. McFarlane because he is a, he's a man that really goes into detail. And it's in the details that, that you know, his work stands out. So that taught me a whole lot that I still use in my own business today. So yes, I met Mr. McFarlane him very well yeah what were your emotions coming up to the point of meeting this great icon of carnival well like any other person, you know, you would be nervous and, oh my God, what, what, what am I going to say? And all these different things. But the thing is, when you meet Mr. McFarlane and you have a conversation with him, he is a very easygoing guy, you know. He yeah. knows exactly what he's about, what he wants. And he really gives off that positive energy, which makes it very easy to work with him or even work around him. So, you know, if he is in the workroom or wherever it is you're doing, whatever you have to do, you wouldn't feel, you know, like nervous or pressured, like, oh my God, what is he going to say? You know, yeah. his work environment is always filled with creatives. Yeah. So whenever you work with Mr. McFarlane, wherever he is, you may go there to just, let's say, they're doing headpieces and you have to stick on the braid. Now, I am a fashion designer. I'm sticking on the braid. Then you meet somebody who's a painter. That person's also sticking on the braid. And it's like this big networking area that he creates because it's just creatives. Everyone that you would see in that environment and, 
you constantly learn, you constantly learn. I never one day felt tired or drained there. You never know that you're tired or you're drained until after carnival when you lie down to sleep and then you realize that you're sleeping, 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 sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> then you realize how much beating your body really took. But a really nice working environment, I would encourage anyone, whenever Mr. McFarlane is doing anything and he asks, you know, who wants to come and work, whether it's paid or volunteer, yeah. voluntary work, just go. You would learn a lot. You won't regret it. Um, and working with Mr. McFarlane, when you ever like working late, like, did you ever miss a deadline? Um, no, I never miss a deadline with him because, again, he pays attention to details. So he has been doing this for years. We all know that. So he knows in planning to plan for the things that may not happen the, the time that you wanted to. So he, he always has systems in place to kind of keep you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, in terms of yeah, missing a deadline, no, that that is unacceptable. So because it's unacceptable, things are put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen. Do you procrastinate a lot? Do I procrastinate a lot? Focus. You're saying focus something a lot? Procrastinate. Oh, procrastinate. Yes. Oh, I used to do that. I used to procrastinate a lot. Um, I would be making plans and all those things and then never, never really come through with it. I can remember I had one friend, she's now deceased. She called me a day and she's like, um, Kirby, I don't mind being your friend, but I find that, you know, you have all these great plans in your head and, you know, you would share them with me and get me excited and stuff like that. And then you never, you never come true with it. And I can't have someone like that around me. And she's like, I'm going to give you some time to, you know, get yourself together. And when you do that, you can give me a call. And... Uh, that was kind of like an eye-opener for me because I never realized that me procrastinating is not only affecting me, but it's affecting the people around me who care or love me. So that yeah. was my wake-up call, and I started to work on it. it it's, it's not, it wasn't easy, but it had to be done, and I was consistent with it, and now I, I don't do that. I Nah, I don't do that at all. Okay. Um. Would you say that working with Mr. McFarlane is your 
biggest accomplishment thus far? Um, no, I wouldn't say working with Mr. McFarland has been my biggest accomplishment thus far. Um, working with him has um, added to my journey. I think my biggest accomplishment thus far is establishing my own brand, Kirby Young Designs, and being able to not work at a 4 job and build someone else's dream or yeah. empire, but to work and build mine. So, yeah, that's what I think is my greatest achievement thus far. Um, Kim Young, um, I would like to leave some time for some ads within this 15-minute podcast. So, what I'm going to do now is ask you if you'd like to leave any last words with our audience tonight. Sure, um... First of all, I would tell people to really follow your dreams and never give up on it. You know, pursue, 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 keep pushing for it. I think that you would never feel totally satisfied and happy in life until you actually do what you were called to do or made to do, what you love. So, yeah, those are my final words. Follow your dreams, never give up on it. Okay, and I would like to thank everyone for being here, and as always, keep smiling, keep your shoes on, keep walking, enjoy your night. And you be kinda hard.